evoking magic of the everyday wonderment of life and death, one bitch at a time. Step inside, bewitch seance. Episode, Dreaming Awake. Parte 2. The tech gods are unpleased, and then you logged <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, praying on the angel of tech, and they came <laughs> to my rescue. <laughs> the previous episode was about death, going into how the state of death goes in between these mm-hmm. really fluid states of consciousness, and also how death opens up a lot of. Um, other doors you know in harry potter where like once you see death you begin to you like see the thestrals yeah, what the are those thestrals then the thestrals are the the horses that um that look like oh. the skeletons and only some people can right see them. right Remember luna lovegood and only harry yeah everybody yeah so it's because yeah. they both have witnessed death and so that's that's why they can see them oh I, yeah yeah, and I yeah. love that concept. I love how JK puts this idea of witnessing death and how it does change your lens. There's a different way that you now see the world because of this experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um and some of us go through the process of physically doing that when we lose somebody that we love. But also all of these small little deaths in between that we go through Mm. that allow our transformations to happen and how fragile those veils are when it comes to the dreaming state, the death state, waking state, all of these in-between moments. One of the reasons why I thought of you specifically was because I really feel that the way (laughs) <laughs> the way that we met, the spaces that we've interacted in mm-hmm. when we've come together have been very dreamlike. Like meeting you <laughs> in the park in Byron Bay, Australia, <laughs> in the middle. It was like morning, right? I remember it was like really early morning and you were painting. Could and there be, was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there was a woman with you too who had her, her sewing machine. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I love how how like meeting you there, and then all of a sudden, fast forward in like Black Rock <laughs> Desert, Nevada, <laughs> yeah. holding space together in a bufo ceremony, and it's like that feels very death-like to me. Those moments of especially, oh yeah, yeah, you know, especially going through the process of ceremony, which is something that is so intimate. It's so vulnerable it's so raw it's so death (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and after that being able to like get back in touch with you and see where you are and your process as an artist and lo and behold of course you're also going through your own experience of death like through the art and through your your process of art and I'm really curious to know how the hell that came about for you um, in these states of dreaming awake. What came off for me when I met you was what a beautiful channel you were 
as a person because I could see it before my eyeballs and 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 I and I felt it too when you were there next to me helping me hold space but like I could feel this really intense and really profound love for the magic of life whatever the fuck that was like there was a deep trust that you had for being there and fuck man it's just like that's so admirable and oh, thank yeah you. in in this process i'm really curious to know what it's been like for you to dream up your own death game um your own death artwork and how that is so tied to life and also feel free to ask if none of this made fucking sense <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i mean yeah i mean those dances are present in life in so many ways right and i also see really deeply feel it in the creation process i really feel it like every creation is is both a birth and then it has a lifespan and then there's also a moment of death when it's finished right mm -hmm. so what i deeply experience when creating an artwork is that uh it's it's being initiated as as a, a birth process and this can be really random and chaotic and you're looking for something right but you're not sure what it is but then suddenly there's this moment that you feel so much love and so much connection to 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 something that you're searching for and that you found in a certain way that um allows you to continue this process and th that's really the moment where i fall in love with my own creation but then there is also a moment that you have to let go because it it's not it's not forever like it has an ending as well and that's actually in the process that i'm in right now as well with my uh, vr journey is that this finishing of uh, of uh, artwork is is in a way a, a dying process because you also have to push yourself and you have to be like oh i spent so much time on this and and actually i want to move on and then want to create something else but now i really have to um finish this process because otherwise i cannot like uh put it into the world so people can experience it i started this project already seven years ago or something and actually it started out as a very simple uh subject i just wanted to create an experience of this cosmic garden uh, because i found that vr is so beautiful that you can that it can put you in different mind states so you can really create these spaces uh, that can have an effect on mind and body i felt and i deeply felt this connection with walking in a garden and just being drenched in the beauty of it and how that changes your mindset so i basically just wanted to create a meditative experience but as i created these places um, i also got interested in the, the tibetan book of the dead 
And I read this uh, book by Tim Leary years before that. And he was also making the, uh, the connection between the psychedelic experience and the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And then I decided to read it. And as I read it, I was like, oh yeah, but this is also a kind of transition period that the mind goes through. And it's all, almost also that you're entering this garden. And I saw life as a garden as well. And that the garden goes to this transition phase, right? Like the seasons. Mm -hmm. And uh, that the death is kind of like a winter. But there is like this transition, you know, that uh, also everything can spring to life again on the other side. So I found that a really beautiful metaphor. And as I was building these places in VR, like I'm, it's really playful how I work. Like I don't have a fixed uh, idea necessarily. Like I just play around with forms and shapes and these worlds start to appear. And it gravitated more and more towards uh, the ideas that I read in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. So that's a little bit the journey that it uh, took on. But like it's like I said, it's very intuitive. I mean, I don't even know where in the heck to start with VR. And <laughs> I remember that you had you had your VR glasses, right? When I met you at the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, my first VR work, like before I even read anything about about uh, the book. Um, was kind of like this giant blue space and it was filled with these little blue triangles like it's called a cloner that you use in these 3d softwares that you creating these beautiful spirals made of all these little crystal shards <laughs> and I made that very like very intuitively but in the end I thought how beautiful it would be that you're kind of like entering a, a domain of souls so to speak that every little shard is a soul hmm. and that they're all making this cathedral like structure and in the experience you kind of like floating through this structure and I had a lot of people saying like, oh, but it's almost like an after death experience. And I was like, huh, yeah, yeah, it kind of is, huh? Because you're, you're, you've, you've lost your body because when you're in the VR space, you don't see your body any, anymore. And you're kind of like floating through this portal of, of, of crystals. And so I think, unconsciously that idea um i continued building on this idea so to speak i think and the parts in the tibetan book of the dead that really i found really inspirational were especially that it starts with being dissolved in this bright light and also mm -hmm. if you look at accounts of near-death experiences, people always describe this tunnel of light, right? And that's definitely something I wanted to 
start with in my experience as well. And so you also start in, in this uh, tunnel of these um, yeah, spirals of little orange shards and they're moving and pulsing on, on the, the music as well. And you hear this very high pitched angelic uh, sound like, oh, and, and also some, some, some Tibetan balls that are mixed with it. And uh, yeah, that, that's basically the portal uh, that you enter before you enter the bardo. And yeah, basically I, I read it, but I, I didn't want to make a, a literal translation of the book necessarily. Like I also wanted to have the freedom to uh, portray this world as it sprouted in my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. And also have this idea of a garden in it. So it was mainly the atmosphere that I tried to capture and not necessarily like, because there's also a lot of symbolic meaning that comes into the, yeah, it, that's really prevalent in the Tibetan tradition, of course. And I didn't want to caught up too much into that. Because it, it was birthed as a garden in your mind. Yeah. And then the Tibetan Book of the Dead so happened to come into play when and inspired it further. Basically, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to see what it fully looks like because I was able to see the trailer of it. Mm -hmm. And that was that wasn't even like with VR, you know, that was just on on my screen mm -hmm. and it was beautiful like that. So the idea of being able to put the VR and experience it in that fullness, do you get to navigate the worlds as as you go is it just kind of like a step-by-step -step process is it like um yeah it's just a journey or do you allow the story to unfold before you it's definitely interactive so i'm actually inspired okay. I, I was inspired by these really early 90s uh games are you a gamer at all or yeah back in the day mm -hmm. do you do you remember those point and click games like mist and atlantis Oh, geez, you're like fucking old school gamer. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really old school. Yeah, that's that's really uh, like mid 90s or something. Wow. Yeah, but but I just okay. I, I, like especially Atlantis for me was, was a real inspiration because I remember playing this game as a kid. And just this world is like you're super limited right like there are only some some photos that you click through basically but you can move around mm. with the mouse and you're clicking through these worlds but just the music with it and and the the worlds that these uh, this team created was just really yeah magical and i, I it put me completely in this uh, state of awe when i was a kid and it also has this idea of astral travel in it and it has a spiritual dimension to it and that was actually the first time that i started to question that as a kid i remember that like oh yeah there might be more to reality than only this you know and there's also the dream world and 
what happens when we die? Like all these questions came came to my mind in the, for the first time, basically when I'm, I'm playing that game, and and I just wanted to create a similar experience, but then in VR, I guess. So that's also where where I was usually inspired by, and it also has some puzzle elements that you can uh, relate to games like Myst. Uh, but it's the, it's especially this meditative quality that these games have that I don't see in other games necessarily, and in in yeah. that sense, they're also not really games in in the traditional way I, I would say they're more towards art pieces i feel mm. because because it goes beyond just entertainment you know yeah what you're creating is such a wonderful tool for people that are curious about the process of death i feel like overall a lot of people the mainstream and on the day-to-day is not something that we think about. It's something that we kind of put on the back burner and don't really consider um, until it's really on your front doorstep. And I think for in 2020, we were really able to see that in a very clear way. And I think a lot of us go through the process and like the little deaths in between, whether we go through the psychedelic experience or not, when we do, if we choose to do the psychedelic experience, it takes you there a lot faster, right? A lot quicker. It's like, boom you're in it and it's like okay now i have sort of a taste of what the potential is Mm -hmm. and i feel that that's one of the reasons why when a lot of people are going through their death process their physical death process uh it's very helpful to sort of to be able to taste that to be able to see it to be able to experience it and when i saw the trailer to your game there was such like peace and excitement in being able to see the whole thing and being able to experience it. And also what the implications of something that you felt so passionate about that started with your garden, with your personal dream, what that branches out to, because I do think this is something that's going to be very very helpful for people that are going through their death process Mm -hmm. i think there are definitely aspects in there uh, that that could hint towards an experience being uh, a reminder of this transition period and that you have to give up everything that you you leave everything behind Mm -hmm. but there's also for example uh, the story in in the game as well that unfolds is that you you left your loved ones behind, but in this transition phase, you also see scenes of your loved ones, and they're still uh, they're still mourning over your body, but you can uh, give by your presence you can give solace to them. And in that sense, they are evaporating. And in a later stage, they appear as glowing beings as well that are kind of like uh, greeting you. And it's especially um, uh, the partner of the deceased that you are following. And that comes back to you at certain points. And it's kind of like leading you towards this um, 
towards the end, basically. You're basically your guide as well. So there's this idea of, of timelessness and the, the separation with loved ones, but also the reunion with it, with them. And yeah, I, I think this can be a really uh, powerful feeling or idea, I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I yeah, and to be able to be experienced in VR is totally different than like just on the screen. Yeah, and I mean it's very psychedelic in a way, you know, like yeah, you're immersed in this world, and I I also strongly feel that if you're in a psychedelic experience, you're immersed in this like um, this this world as well, and. <clears throat> I also have a strong feeling that everything is connected with each other, right? It maybe sounds a little bit cliche, but if you really experience that, then you also know that, um, yes, I'm finite, but because everything is connected, we are just going over into something else, this transition period, basically. And I think that's the connection also between uh, between the two, I would say. I definitely agree that VR can definitely be a powerful tool for yeah, people that are terminally ill or... I mean, specifically what you're creating, that's the thing, is like you're creating a beautiful thing that started because of your desire to like create a garden. And I think it's wonderful, the potential that it has. I think it's absolutely magical what you're doing. <laughs> what you created in the VR world, I think has a lot of potential. I think about my mom and if your game was a thing back then, I would have been like, oh my gosh, look what like this amazing brujo made. And I would show her and she would fucking trip out. And I think we would have had a much deeper conversation. Like I had offered um sitting with mushrooms at some point and she was into it but then she couldn't be outside so she said no and i think something like this the ability to step into a space that is a game world which is why gaming is so fucking cool right you can like step into storyland and then step outside of it and even something like that is amazing because if somebody's not available to step into a medicine space even at the end of their life, they shouldn't. But the fact that something like this is available where it's like, okay, we'll put on this VR set and see where it takes you. It's still the ability to like step into a space, know that any point in time you can take off the VR glasses, but you're still available and open to the opening of, of a reality that would be opened through medicine. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's fucking, that's amazing. I think it's absolutely incredible because um, I can see this being used for people and helpful for people um, that might not necessarily be ready in this lifetime to take the medicine train, but take a different route. A lot of the times something as beautiful as like the Tibetan Book of the Dead goes in red just because, you know, like I don't have time, like all the things, <laughs> da, 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 but like, you have been able to create not only your own beautiful baby from the garden that you started, 
but also inspired by by this process of death and your own process of death and it's like yo this is this is really powerful magic (laughs) (laughs) i i think so too yeah but i think there are also some dangers like you also don't know the background of people like if you would make this available for example for everybody who's in the dying process then you also i think you also have to take in mind the uh, the person itself and uh, the background of this person because what i made is kind of like from a it, it, it uses a lot of the symbolism in T- Tibetan Buddhism. But if you show that to somebody who has a Christian background, for example, that mm-hmm. would not land well at all, you know, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like, I, th- I think you, you also should, I don't know, maybe there's a certain level of abstraction that you also have to build in it um and be careful with implying a certain religious ideas in, in the space but i think that's perfectly possible you know like you, sure. it, it it just depends on 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 yeah on the content and, and what you want to create but i i think i would do things differently if if like a hospital would say to me like uh, make make a VR experience that when that we can show to people who are in the dying process and I completely agree in the same way that like mushroom tea isn't for everybody and in the same way it all have our notions and our ideas of like what death the potential of what that death would look like for somebody that didn't necessarily want to have like a psychedelic experience and that's why i love games and the idea that you can put all of these really intense concepts through the costume of a of a game you know you that's why you leave it up to the imagination of like the person there's very little dialogue it's all sound Mm -hmm. it's all visual so whatever that brings up for a person is very similar to when somebody goes into a medicine ceremony and whatever comes up for them is is for mm-hmm. them you know essentially it's like their message and i think that's just the, that's the beauty and the profoundness of what you have to offer is the ability to just present something that came from your own passion from your love from your imagination and delivering it and allowing it to be what it is you know because yeah i i agree like at the end of the day whatever like it's not everybody's <laughs> cup of tea but it's not out there the psychedelic experience of these of of these ideas regardless of of like the religious background like you said we can all understand what it feels to love someone and to feel love from someone that we love and the way that you described like these light beings regardless of where we are what we feel the idea of being connected to the people that we love when we go that goes beyond Mm. religion you know yeah beautiful yeah very well said yeah yeah i really agree with that and and what i also think is that what what can make this so powerful is that especially people that have a lot of fear about death when they are being immersed and in this space and it can trigger this this um this feeling of coming home in a sense can be already so powerful Mm. you know and that that they can can shed a little bit of this fear away from them and be like be uh, experience a moment of peace and i think also that's where why where these uh, trials with psilocybin with terminally ill people um also have this effect 
a lot of times. And I think that that VR can also have some benefit in this way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where do you choose and when do you choose to be like, okay, I'm going to stop now because I feel like this can be an infinite, just ongoing project that never stops. <laughs> when do you decide like, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to let it be what it is and like when. <laughs> yeah, so I had to think about an ending of this whole uh this whole game basically. And yeah, it it wasn't that easy because like you say you you can you can go on and go on. And and I probably will still create different experiences after this, you know. Spoiler alert by the way. <laughs> But at one point I said, like, yeah, okay, you're just gonna enter this this uh, portal, and you're gonna reunite with your loved ones, and that's the, that's where I round it off. But yeah, yeah, you just have to, yeah, sometimes just make an ending to it because otherwise there's no end, and and you go on and on. And actually, it brought also a lot of opportunities for new works. That I, that I want to make still. And uh, I, I just learned so much, you know, like I was a terrible coder before, for example, in writing code, but now I'm more and more starting to get mm -hmm. the hang of that as well. So this whole technical dimension that is behind it as well has been like uh, uh, both a frustrating and a beautiful journey as well. To go from wearing your VR glasses to making Yeah, and game. and... To be honest, I kind of underestimated the amount of work it, it would take. Like making a, a game on your own, I cannot really recommend to anybody. But if you really if you're really, <laughs> really ambitious and, and you're a really strong uh, character, then it's really, really rewarding. Because you can you can make everything exactly the way you want, you know, and there's nobody else who's gonna say that something else needs to be different or can totally create your own story and it, it gives you so much freedom but on the other hand you also have to solve all the problems yourself you know mm -hmm. so if i would do something like this again i would probably think twice of doing it all by myself but this your first baby was totally yeah absolutely yeah yeah, absolutely. But probably when I'm done after, uh, when I'm done with it I don't want to look at it for for a while <laughs> cuz <laughs> you also have to imagine that you have to <laughs> test it yourself and retest it and test it again. So I probably I've seen all those spaces like spaces like hundreds of times, you know. Do you do you have a a name for it and do, like do you have a date yet or you're you're still not not sure when it's going to be? Yeah, I, I was really hoping to release it next month. So the end mm -hmm. of April start of may but it's still okay. in development and i can still bump into problems so but that's the target for now so i hope i make it what the, the name, name is solace so s so actually it's not uh solace as in the word itself but it's s-o-u-l-a-c-e so the word sol is in it okay i need to get some vr glasses yeah you do <laughs> or maybe or maybe when y'all yeah. come visit, depending if I get to the Netherlands first or when uh -huh. you come to Spain, then I can yeah, I that'd be cool. give it a go. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, the, the problem though is, is that you need quite some gear for VR. So you need a power, a powerful gaming oh, PC really? or gaming laptop. Like the VR glasses is not enough. Uh, 
so that's the thing that's that's why it's not so accessible yet for everybody but in the future we you know these things are gonna be more and more accessible and the hardware is gonna improve and yeah so for now whoever doesn't have a vr set can still see your cool ass yeah. trailer so you won't be able to experience the full game obviously Unless you have well, I'm VR. I'm thinking about in the future to also create a version that works without VR, so that you can just play it on okay. a flat on 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 a screen, like Atlantis, like Atlantis. yeah, yeah. But that that still needs to, yeah, uh, it's probably gonna take some time for me to make that. All of the fun states. Did you wanna close off with tarot? And you can say how you wanted to do the shuffling. Yeah, who, who is going to start? So yeah. I'll shuffle for you, and then, and you ask the question, and then and then we'll switch. Let me think first. Um, yeah, no rush. Take your time. I'm just going to shuffle mm -hmm. while you think. I cut the deck up into mm -hmm. three sections. So whenever you feel ready with a question, you can pose it in your head or out loud and then pick the first, the second or the third. It can be quite an open Maybe. question, right? Of course. I'm curious about knowing a little bit about this uh, transition period that we are going through as a collective right now with the whole pandemic. I'm curious to know the the direction that we need to take because I feel that we're kind of like on a crossroads, right? Like it's or we change a lot of systems that are in place or wondering where this power shift is gonna go to and how we have to position ourselves in this. Not a light question. <laughs> Quite a humble question, Give right? It a do you have a preference in the first, second, or third uh, pile? Uh, I have to choose choose a pile. Yes, I'm I'm playing around with it. I choose the third. <laughs> Sweet, the Queen of Pentacles, Queen, the Lady of Glory, severity yet generosity, marriage of convenience, the Queen of Pentacles. And she's holding up um, flower of three, which reminds me of mm -hmm. like the triad, the three things that we sort of um, go through our personal journey of figuring out what that is for us. Severity yet generosity. I feel that that's COVID in, in a nutshell, as harsh as that may sound sometimes, there's there's a severity in the pandemic and there's also a generosity that it's not <laughs> the black plague. It's almost like this warning of sorts from something bigger than ourselves to sort of get our attention and paying attention to the smaller things like the flowers that she mm -hmm. holds in her hand. There's also the image of the sun coming down on her. Um, I think the marriage of a convenience has a lot to do with the way that it's hard to let go of the things that are comfortable in life, right? That's one of the things that I find the most difficult being out in the middle of nowhere in the country and like tending to the land and wanting to make more time to be able to put 
that energy, but it's hard. It's hard to let go of <laughs> Uber Eats. It's hard to let go of like the store down the street and like all of the things that I want at whatever time that I want. And I think that she's a reminder of being able to be like, okay, how do we find the balance of being able to pay attention to the smoke signals, to the warnings of being able to slow down and being able to pay attention to the things that matter in order to get out of this together, in order, in order to be able to like plant seeds, literally, quite literally, um, to be able to heal out of this together. But it's difficult when there, there seems to be sort of a lot at, at stake, the, the comfort of life. And that's the beauty about death, right? Is that there is this profound pain that comes with it, but also this immense light um, in a way that is completely unexpected. But we have to give ourselves a chance to actually die. I don't know, hmm. that's just kind of my beautiful. On it. Oh, thank you. That was really beautiful. It's such a beautiful symbol because I also feel mm. like that, like the pentacles all also stand for um, abundance, right? And it also makes me feel mm. that we have all the tools, we have all the resources to, yeah, to make it happen, you know? And this is such a beautiful opportunity to reevaluate. Uh, what we have and how we can redistribute some part of it, maybe, or, um, yeah, beautiful symbol. Yeah. Thank you for, Thank the you question. for reading. <laughs> yeah. But you're also right. Of course, like we're, we're experiencing this pandemic as something so harsh and heavy, but yeah, if you look at the back plague in the past, like we've been through so much terrible shit as humanity, you know, like mm -hmm. in comparison, it's, it's a different story. Okay, are you ready for a question or? All righty. Yes, I am. I need a time yeah. to think. I'll think while you shuffle. Okay, I have three okay. piles. My question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, you have three too. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So during these times when the fear feels so overwhelming what is something to come back to to feel anchored in and i'm going to pick from your like your left to the farthest furthest yeah, left okay this left it's the emperor well the the emperor is a very mm -hmm. solid figure huh? And he's, he's holding a staff mm -hmm. in his right hand with a circle on it. It's basically a cross and a circle. And he's holding a golden sphere in the other hand. And I have a feeling that there's some kind of balance and security in his posture and that sometimes you have to um, govern your fear and insecurity by by looking at it from a 
a higher perspective. So this force that is sitting on, on a throne can be this higher perspective, your higher self in a way. And your higher self doesn't give in or indulge to these fears so much, but sees the bigger picture, you know? And I think that could be uh, an important anchor. Uh, I also see a landscape in the back. And the landscape is cracked, actually. So that could also be a symbol of, you can you could interpret that, that that's something uh, treacherous or that there's something broken there or something. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this so often. So I'm just reflecting on what I see. Yeah. yeah, no, that's how I do it too. And it's fun. That's, yeah, it's like learning. Yeah, as it's, you're it's, reading it's, it. it's figuring out as you go. What they also notice about this card is that the throne that he's sitting on actually is made of stone. So there's a kind mm -hmm. of a yeah, solidity um, that, that he nothing can budge him, you know. He's just the emperor and he's mm -hmm. he's uh, he's in control. And he sees the big picture, like he's gazing over the landscape. I think it comes so beautifully, like hand in hand with, with yeah. the Queen of Pentacles. How you were talking about the ability to remember the Emperor representing our ability to remember our accomplishments, to see that we have come really far. And even if we have to redirect, mm. that's okay, but yeah. we're all in this together. There's there's something that we have built and it is worth something. We just have to reevaluate and rebalance certain things in our life because, yeah, yeah, some are falling apart in others and that's okay. That's why it's like the ability to yeah. build. Yeah, and it's not always out. an easy journey. Like I also see that um, he's also dressed in, in um, a knight's armor, you know. Which you could say like that that he did he didn't come to this mm. position without fighting. Yeah, I love when they read <laughs> yeah. each other, and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, awesome. The and the emperor, <laughs> how fucking cool. Yeah, I really appreciate it too. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of your time for making time today and mm. like yeah, getting to chat and sharing your process and all of your density. Yeah process with me today. it was a nice it experience really nice mm -hmm. to get to chat with you it's mm -hmm. always a breath of fresh air yeah thank you too like it's uh it's also a, a, a different experience for me like i'm not doing podcasts so often and uh, it's also a little bit out of comfort zone for me yeah i really enjoy it to just talk about these things and sharing the process and the ideas that we're immersed in yeah i look forward to continuing to see <laughs> me too what other worlds you create <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah actually that's what's keeping me going as well muchas muchas gracias Incredible. yeah you're welcome thank you for making time <laughs> yeah you too have a magical okay. rest of your day until our next spiraling sunday Stay fucking weird, bitches.